Hey, this is Keith. Or some actor playing Keith, I'm not really sure anymore. But um, we're coming to the end. The end of my Los Angeles con spree. But before I leave, I have some scores to set and discover a couple truths to be revealed. It's all going to come down to the season finale of Rideshare Episode X. It's going to drop on December 3rd. Now, until then, I want you to catch up by binge listening the first season. And I suggest that you do exactly as I say. Or you're going to miss all the fun. Hey, it's Brent Pope, the host of Breakfast with Brent Pope. You've seen me on some of your favorite TV shows saying things like, give it up, Jimmy. You got to sink this putt to win. On Breakfast with Brent Pope, I sit down with guests from the entertainment world and we do it all over breakfast. Or should I say breakfast? Every week on Breakfast, you get inside Hollywood info and tips, great breakfast wrecks and booty debates. Most of all, you get the most delightful 30 minutes of your week. So dig in. It's breakfast time. Listen at breakfast.com, Apple Podcasts, or wherever fine podcasts are found. Yeah, I'm Flint Dilly, and you're listening to uh, Knowing is Half the Podcast. I mean, it's really Knowing is Half the Battle, and I, I don't know why they put this pod. We didn't have podcasts in the 80s. I, I, don't, I don't know what they're doing with that. But anyway, they, that's what you're listening to. He never gives up. He'll stay till the fight one G.I. Joe will dare. G.I. Joe Everybody and welcome back to your favorite "Knowing Is Half the Podcast" podcast episode, where we talk about the GI Joe cartoon and and get hyped for it. My name is Ray Stacanus. I don't know who we are anymore. <laughs> I am so sorry. This is my fault. Um, there's the 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 podcast has gone insane. Uh, I tried to divert her. Uh, she is still jumping on people's legs mm-hmm. and I feel like Ray is ve- being very tentative right now for fear that if he starts getting excited, yeah. that's going to draw her attention. Her attention inevitably means blood being drawn and it's, you can't do comedy in a place where you fear for your own life is what I'm saying. Oh, I disagree. Yeah. You've never been in a writer's room in Hollywood, obviously. <laughs> Buzzing. <laughs> Boom. Have you Ray? No, I, I haven't either. I just like the joke. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, sorry, Chan. I wasn't trying to one up you. I just. My name is Ray Stacanus, as I said before. Yeah, we already covered that. Well, who are you people? I'm Robert Chan. I'm Gina Ippolito. The people want to know. Now I am fired up. Thank you. <laughs> that's, now you're... that's on you, man. When she, I yeah. when she drops I'm the hammer, it's like nervous. the it's oh, like the T Rex in Jurassic Park. You got to stay very still and very quiet. Mm-hmm. Anyway, we're talking about an episode called The Invaders, and uh, who wrote this episode? Everybody, Dennis O'Neill. Uh, who uh, only had ever written an episode of Logan's Run, the TV show, uh, previous to this. There was a TV show of Logan's Run? According to IMDb, Oh, I did yes. not know that either. Great movie. Yeah. Uh, that's 70s. Yeah. That, to me, is like the pinnacle 70s sci-fi movie. Okay. Like, that's the one that I really think. When I think of 70s sci-fi, that's... Uh, oh, hello, podcast. That, that is uh, exactly you were what warned. I'm thinking of. It's my fault. It's my fault. <laughs> uh, yeah, it went 14 episodes. Oh, okay. Um, but uh, uh, once is, it hits thirty, you got to kill it. Am I right, everybody? That's, that was a legit good joke. That actually was Thanks. good. I, that I, actually Gene was and I good. looked at each other. I was like, "What's going on?" Again, like <laughs> he's he's chill at the beginning. He's making uh-huh. quality uh, guys. I was replaced with a pod person. Yeah, in yeah. I think this is the only the logical answer. <laughs> um, Dennis O'Neill uh, is not particularly well known for doing television because he is a comic book writer. Excellent. Uh, obviously, because he was you know he. 
it looks like he, he dabbled a little bit. And uh, uh, he is best known for the uh, the seventies run of uh, Green Arrow slash Green Lantern. Very cool. cool. When the when the when the whole, they were doing like dealing with like, social issues. Yeah, before he was dreamy. Before he was dreamy. He was always dreamy. Oh, you mean when... Uh, the CW, I'm assuming. Right, right, right. I, you've Steven seen it, I Mel. haven't, but I assume yeah. he's very dreamy. Yeah, mm. there's... Uh, Maybe full of angst. I met his cousin at E3, guys. Oh, oh Robbie ML. Mm-hmm. He is not just Arrow's cousin. He is also Firestorm, so there. Uh, he'll always be uh, the cousin to me. <laughs> cousin Oliver. Uh-huh. Cousin mm. Oliver. Yeah. Stay away from the bike shop. Yeah. Don't do it. <laughs> uh, anyway, the episode begins. We're in the desert because we haven't been in the desert in a while. Remember we had like the desert was like five episodes yeah, in a row. Yeah, they like, used jungle. to love that desert. Yeah. So we're back. Dusty's there, of course, mm-hmm. along with, you know, Barbecue, the fireman. Like you <laughs> always, do. Always pulls desert Definitely duty. get a guy who is covered head to toe. Inflammable. In, yeah, in, in, an airtight uh, outfit. Oh, maybe, got it. Maybe got he it. needs to like lose weight, so he puts on the 75 pounds of fireman equipment and goes Ugh. into the desert. Yeah, just in case there's a fire <laughs> in the middle of <laughs> the, the middle. desert. In case the dune catches fire. Uh, well, we're on bikes, though, so we're, we're they're chasing after the Crimson Twins. On ATVs. On ATVs, uh-huh. yep, the mm-hmm. Cobra ATVs, uh, whose name I'm completely blanking on right now, but it's a cool vehicle. I used to own one. Oh. Uh, yes. Oh, very cool vehicle. And uh, they find an oasis with a, a friendly man, and yeah, Dusty who, gets a little racially it's not. He's awkward. not treated well. I don't think he's treated badly. The other Joes are like, why are you talking to that guy? And Dusty's like, hey... Uh, he shows him respect at the Oasis and says, we're after some people that you probably would be against as well, and they're twins, and they're on an ATV. He calls him a camel jockey. But then he calls him a camel jockey ah, and erases all the goodwill. I feel That's a racist like, term, right? I feel like it is a, a term that has become racist oh. uh, in the past 20 or 30 years. At the time, I bl- I'm pretty sure he was just meaning it like, here's a guy who rides a camel. Right. Just like a, you know, like a, um, you know, like a, you, like a, a, a gearhead or a, a, um, right, you know, a monkey wrench, or, or if you called, you know, like a, a horse racer, you know, a, a jockey, a, well, yeah, like a horse jockey. Okay. So okay. Uh, sometimes people had occupations and they had kind of like more friendly terms for it, right? Okay. I mean, according to Wikipedia, it it means one of two things. One is an athlete who rides camels during a race. There you go. So that's okay. not racist. Okay. And then the second is slang offensive ethnic slur <laughs> for an Arab. That's yeah. Well, I'm curious though when that term became offensive. Cuz it's like it's like the F word uh, uh, what you call what what uh, a horrible human being will call a homosexual? Oh yeah, used okay. to mean a bundle of sticks. Yeah, like and there was no or a, a cigarette. Well, okay. Yeah. In in Wikipedia it says 2008 Nelson DeMille a book called The Lions Game, and the the line in it was the government thinks these stupid camel jockeys are going to come to America and take revenge. So it's possible that was the first time it was used in 2008. That seems way later than I would have expected. In in especially after 9/11. Yeah, you're right. That's that's just just the example that they give. I just remember a poll I saw on uh, right after 9/11 on Fox News, and it just said, uh, 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 "Do you hate the towelheads?" That was their legitimate poll on a real reputable news source. There's like 
There's a YouTube video in 2013, 2013, camel jockeys, what it means and how it's offensive. So it's possible it only recently became offensive. But yeah, back in 1985, though, uh, nobody really had a problem with the Middle Eastern people. Like they were just like, they fight each other. We don't understand it. That's where we're at. Like that was kind Mm. of, that was 1985 Middle East. There was no terror. I mean, there was terrorism in Cobra, but there was no like terrorist threat. I mean, Osama bin Laden was our friend. Like, you know... uh, I, I have to believe. It. Can we get a sound pull? Maybe it's the tone. Maybe uh, maybe there's a way that we can tell whether or not he really meant anything by it because it felt very flippant. That way, our gratitude, Effendi. Me and the camel jockey got a lot in common. What is the term? What does he call him, Effendi? Effendi. Is that what does that mean? Do we know? Uh, it is uh, it, like a namaste, like a. Good journey. Uh, it's a title of uh, nobility, meaning oh. lord or oh, master. It's, okay. It, it's it's like sir. It's like sir. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So he probably did not mean it as yeah. offensive. Yeah. You know what? I'm going to say right now, Dusty, not offensive towards the Arabs. But no. doesn't he say something before that? Like, doesn't he say, like, I'm going to ask this dude, and one of the other Joes is like, why? He's not going to know anything. Yes, that is correct. But Dusty has respect for the people who yeah. live in the desert. Okay. Uh, Yeah. Wait a minute. Hold on. There, yeah. There was this one thing. There was something else raised. Did you see any pretty cobra agents around here, fella? He wouldn't know a cobra agent from apple butter. Oh, okay. I guess that's not that offensive. That's not that offensive because people probably don't know what cobra agents look like. But at Uh, the time, also, I don't think anybody in the Middle East would know what apple butter is either. Yeah, that was a weird specific that he chose. I only have the very faintest idea of what apple butter. is. Oh, it's delicious. Apple butter is delicious. This fall, isn't that just applesauce? No, no, no. Oh, it's apple it's infused butter. Oh, peanut butter is like cinnamon cr- in it. Peanut butter is oh, when you crush good. peanuts. It's good. Delicious. You put apple it on toast. You, you got to put it on some like rolls. Yeah, you listen, you get like a roll, get some cream cheese, and then put some apple butter on it. Oh, Guys, right good. after we finish recording, we're going somewhere where they have apple butter. Th- this fall. Oh, no, no, no. There was that song. Apple butter jeans with the wheat <laughs> and the yep. fur. Mm-hmm. They're, they're jeans that you fill with apple butter so that your butt gets real squishy. <laughs> well, anyways, guys. Is that a thing that people want? <laughs> I don't know. I feel like you oh, know. What if you? What if you like put a couple sticks of butter in your pants and then sat on it? You don't think that you would be like, "Ooh, this is kind of a weird fun." No, feeling. that would be really uncomfortable. And then my 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 <laughs> jeans would be like melted butter, and they'd you look guys, like I peed myself. Gina just spawned an entire new fetish: <laughs> <sighs> women with butter in their jeans. <laughs> I think it would feel good. <laughs> So speaking of 1985's opinions towards <laughs> other nations, the Russians show up. The uh-huh. Ruskies. Some of my favorite characters in G.I. Joe, the October Guard. Uh, guys, this is not the only time we'll be dealing with the October Guard. Here's the thing. They, when they come back many times. When they say they're the Russian version of G.I. Joe, yes. I thought, oh, they're, then, they'll, then they're on the same side. That was my thought. They are on the same side in that they oppose Cobra, but they, they do it from Russians' uh, perspective, and yeah. Russia is our enemy in 1985. Also, they also have a yell that I could not decipher. That's, we'll that, get that's to that. Yo-jo. Oh, all y'all skipped over the main concern here. Yes. Which is, why is Duke wearing that weird-ass helmet? Duke is, because he's riding a motorcycle and bike safety uh-huh. is important. Why isn't anybody else wearing a weird-ass <laughs> um, helmet? Okay, I'm sorry. Because, right now. Thank you, Gina. Yes, go for it. because he has been hit on the head one too many times, but the doctor clearly told him, if you get any more head trauma at all, you will die thank instantly. You. If there's one show who should be worried about head safety and helmet wear, it should be Duke. Because okay. the man, a stiff breeze puts him into a coma <laughs> at this point. 
right. All right. That is 100% acceptable <laughs> to me. Let's move on. <laughs> I was like, how dare you? <laughs> the battle cry of the October Guard is... New Pagodi. New Pagodi. What does this mean in English, you may ask? I would like to ask yeah. that. Yes, Chan. Hey, Chan. I, I hope what mean, does New Pagodi wait, mean in English? it better mean Go Joe. Uh, th- like, what would you, what would, if, if you were to explain to somebody what Yo Joe means, what would you say? How would you explain it? I would say like a Joe is the stereotypical American person. So you're basically saying, go American. I would say more uh, uh, rally the troops, uh, battle cry. Here we go, Joe. Yo I, Joe. I feel like the Russian alternative would be like, yo Ivan. The, uh, yo Ivan, that, I think they might say that at some point. The so. direct <laughs> translation of New Pagodi mm-hmm. is, well, you just wait. Ooh. <laughs> what? It is actually the name of a cartoon in uh Oh in Russia. Is that right? That's actually yeah. That's brilliant Seven Ways to Sunday. I'm not I'm not gonna lie. If I was facing two two foes and one of them was like, yo, Joe, and the other one was like, Oh, you just wait. That is more <laughs> oh. terrifying to me. That is more like the other one, I'm like, uh, oh God, look at these guys. They think they're so great. And then the other one is like, Oh fuck, am I gonna be but- locked in a basement and have the skin slowly peeled <laughs> oh, from my body? No. Well, if you think about the cultural differences between, especially in the 80s, of Americans and Russians, Americans are very hopeful, very go get them, very go like, I'm going to go punch that guy in the face for freedom. Russian mentality is much more like everything sucks. Yeah. Don't smile. Uh, so the attitude of being like the, the Americans being like, yo, Joe, punch him in the face. And the Russians being like, we'll see. There is Hang no out. happiness for there, you. There will be no happiness. You are part of that. Yeah. <laughs> like, that makes total sense to me. It's scarier mm-hmm. to me. Scarier. Yeah. It is. Well, they're called the Russian October Guard. And as mm-hmm. you said, they're the Russian equivalent of G.I. Joe. And Gung Ho is racist against Russian yeah. people. He, and this is a very, to be fair, though, back in the 80s, this was a very American thing. Like, the way that Americans feel about ISIS now and about nondescript terrorists. Oh, yeah. Very much that was how our opinions of the Russians were. Pretty sure I, you don't have to explain this to people. I'm pretty sure most oh, people. Anybody remember. under the age of twenty does not remember hating the Russians. Uh, yeah, uh, I, just watch Rocky Four. Just watch Rocky Four. Right. Just watch original Star, uh, Star Trek with the Klingons. Gina, what year did Rocky Four come out? I'm gonna take a guess and say, let's see, the first one was like maybe like seventy. The answer is 1985. I was gonna I guess was gonna, 87. I was gonna say so. 86. How many people do you know who were born after 1985? Which let's do the math means they would be under 32 years old, 31 years old. 30 or under. Uh, How many people do you know? Here's the thing. This argument never flies with me because I am aware that people hated Nazis and I was not born in 1944. Yes, but that was a little bit different because we had an all-out World War II that's become very huge in the media. The Cold War doesn't exactly have, besides the Americans. The thing is, yeah, the (laughs) thing is about the Cold War is that... uh, the the hatred for Russians was very nationalistic. It wasn't particularly racist. Like in this day and age, it kind of gets mixed together. Like when we were saying, that uh, yeah, we, like we because hate- they aren't white people. Let's yeah, just, that's, call it out. that's yeah. the that's the thing is they were they were bad, but we were like, ooh, they. They're white, though. What do we do? Right. But, but they're so, inferior to us in every way, and their way of life is awful. That's the like, Cold War. I feel right. like but most... they're also the most dangerous thing in the world, and they could destroy us if we do, if we turn our backs, even the, you know, yeah. or let our guard down even the slice. I feel like 
like most people know about the Cold War. Like in 1985, I was four years old. So it wasn't, I didn't have anything. It wasn't like I was watching news footage of it. But then later on, I was like, oh, that was a thing that happened. But it's a thing that it's, I don't think it's necessarily quantifiable. I mean, it's something that was just in the zeitgeist. It's just what it was. No, I know. But I'm just saying like, I think people are aware that at some point Russia was our enemy in the 80s. Like I think, I think 25 year olds are aware of that. But I don't think they have a deep understanding of just like, here come the Russian, here come the Russian version of G.I. Joe, we better not turn our backs on them or they will murder us. Yeah, it's like a (laughs) knee-jerk nationalism, which uh, uh, is a little different from what we have today. I also think, though, that most Americans know that Americans hate anyone that's not American. It's true. Also that. And, you know, again, I will credit Star Trek when uh, in The Next Generation came along and we find out the Klingons are now our friends and they're in the Federation. I think that little thing from Gene Roddenberry helped break open the cultural thing of being like, you know what? We're all cool together. There's bigger threats than just us. Yeah. We're basically the same. We can get along. We can do this. And, and I really feel like mm. that's... And that was like, what, 1987, 1989 in that zone uh, before the Berlin Wall fell? Where is Gene Roddenberry today? Hmm? I mean, other than dead, obviously. Is he? going to say. Where uh, is our... Where is our modern Gene Roddenberry? I was just about to Google Gene Roddenberry to see where he was. Today. He is very dead. <laughs> it's a George R. R. Martin, isn't it? Uh, wait, is Ray Bradbury still alive? <laughs> Ray Bradbury is not. I do not believe oh, so. When no. did he die? Like two uh, years ago. ago no. didn't uh, like three or four years ago. Okay. It was recently. Well, anyway. anyway. So there's a big trap, and the uh, the GI Joes for the first time. Do you ever remember the Joes retreating before? Oh, the Joes man. are like, hey, we can't beat this Cobra. Usually they, the three guys would just charge the base anyway and blow it up. Here's the time when they're actually like outmanned, like 20 to 1, as Gung-Ho says. Hold on. Hold going on. up against a fortified position. Hold and- on. Have we ever heard him? Have we ever heard Duke say, retreat! Retreat! retreat. He sounds like Cobra Commander in that I moment. Like they, yeah. We have seen them retreat. I can't recall a specific. But that tone of voice. That was a panicked tone. That was I gotta get I gotta get my, I think my ever poor since he, soft head out of yeah, here. Yeah, I, I think ever since he was in a coma, he's lost his edge. Yeah, <laughs> which yeah. time? <laughs> it's a good thing. Like Snake Eyes, like comes back. You know, like he yeah. he falls off his he falls off his ATV, and Snake Eyes is like, all right, I. I Thing is, I in, got your back. and you guys Damn. haven't watched with me the first like the Mass Effect, the Mass Effect, the Mass Device movie, and the Weather Dominator movie. I believe Duke goes into a coma in both of those movies that are the prequels to Pyramid of Darkness. <laughs> so I mean, like he's had lots of head trauma to this point. Oh, we know. Oh, we know. Uh, and to make sure this episode can't get any more like surreal, uh, UFOs show up. Sure. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the twins get abducted off their ATVs. They are. The, the, I wrote down. Oh, they're getting probed. Oh. 100% they're getting probed. Because here's the thing. Uh, for, at first, I was like, oh, this is some sort of Cobra plot. But then I was like, well, sometimes the show does go batshit crazy. So maybe these are real aliens. Mm-hmm. It will. Uh, it's not says, like they haven't probed each other Thank you. on a that's fairly true. regular basis. That's true. Well, when I'm, one probes, the other the other feels it. Oh, that's, that's a That's like that's a, a feedback point. loop. How amazing must their orgasms be? A Mobius oh, tube yeah. of ejaculation. When they each get colonoscopies... The, the other one like those don't feel good though do they no yeah, i'm saying i'm saying they, Jen, they have to go through 40. like a colonoscopy like <laughs> twice a year because the other one has to get it so if i were them i would time it at exactly the right moment <laughs> oh so no twice as bad oh yeah gina i don't think you understand how this works <laughs> you know if one's getting tortured the other tries to work out his torture at the same time to make sure it, ta- it hurts <laughs> twice as much <laughs> gina logic 101 hashtag that for me everybody thank mm-hmm. you uh <laughs> So uh, he comes out, he says, we're taking these two as uh, the alien does. He says, we're taking these two as uh, uh, specimens. And they say, oh, where are you from? Like anything to say to the alien at all. I think gung-ho or something like shouts him. And he just says, we're from a planet that orbits Sirius. Okay, bye. 
Gotta go. <laughs> I, I think, all, like, also, first of all, good cover. Yes. By the by, the alien. Why didn't you just say your planet's name? We don't go to, I mean, we wouldn't go to another planet. I'm like, where are you from? Like, we circle the star soul. No, I think we would probably say, like, we're from Earth. It's a place in the Milky Way galaxy. Actually, I wouldn't say that because I would be assuming that these aliens would be coming to kill Earth. You wouldn't want to so tell I them where lie. we are. I would lie. Yeah, we're on a planet that orbits Sirius, the yeah. star Sirius. Well, it's not like, yeah, we're going to get to Sirius well, anytime soon. He could have right? made up a name, too. We're from Zoltan. Yeah. We're but from I, the planet but also, Zartan, literally. I, they, didn't, they didn't have to say anything because the first thing they say when they come out is, this is all we're going to say. We're not going to say anything else. Which, for Zartan, uh, uh, spoiler alert, the alien is Zartan. Oh. What? I know. Uh, shocking. Uh, but spoiler alert, give Zartan very specific instructions. Yeah. Don't let him improvise uh-huh. and nothing, it, things will go wrong less. But he could have been like, I said I wasn't going to say anything else again. I'm not <laughs> saying anything else. Oh, crap. This sentence counts as something else. Crap, crap, crap. Where are you from? Sweat, sweat, sweat. Uh, uh, uh. Space. Bye. <laughs> it's called Not Earth. <laughs> not, gotta go. Not Earth. 1.5. I am definitely not a human being under the knee of all of this. Gotta go. Drink some milk. <laughs> well, I thought Zartan was an alien anyway. So, I mean, you know, he turns blue in the yeah. sunlight, for God's mm-hmm. sakes. Uh, well, uh, the Russians have a fight between Horace Show and Gung Ho, Gung and they have Ho. this big fight. Gung Ho is, really has a problem he in this episode. He has a lot. Like, this is the first time I'm like, he has serious anger issues. He represents the American id, though, I think, at the time. He's yeah. nice. He'll help people. He loves to cook. He loves his family. He hates the goddamn Russians. But also, mm-hmm. this is how people end up dead. If yes. you're If you're going... If you're going off half-cocked and because someone's like, hey, you're ugly. I don't want that dude policing my streets. <laughs> like, I'm sorry I don't because at some point a, a teenage kid is going to be like, hey, ugly, and he's going to be like, Whoa, what, the, what the fuck? And then he's just going to go and beat the shit out of him and everyone's going to be like, ooh, we need to cover this up. You're right, though, because you're a member of the elite fighting force team of G.I. Joe. We have hold you to a higher standard as far as your ethics, as far as your demeanor, as far as your all right, behavior all right, all right, Hold on now. Don't we? Horsho called him ugly. Not just ugly, ugly. <laughs> so I. But he called him a dumb mm-hmm. Russian bear like fifty times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, that's that's a good thing, and that would be like being called like a. Uh, uh, oh, look at you, American! You're like a proud American eagle. That a that would dumb be a American eagle. That would be a compliment. That's more like calling him a dumb turkey, though, doesn't it? Like, like yeah. just something very American. A dumb turkey. Like turkey's a bird of America. No, uh, the, the bear is the symbol of, yeah. of Russia. It, it would it would be like calling us like a dumb eagle. All right, fine. Or a pr- like a, a, a smelly eagle? a smelly eagle. A then, eagle. Then, yeah, yeah, then my answer to that would be like that's. That's kind of a compliment, so I'm <laughs> not really getting... I I know, obviously, you're trying to be a dick to me, but I'm just really not feeling it, so... And the weird thing is, know, Horace Show, your... not even dumb. Like He's actually kind of smart. Yeah, but he's he, the one but anyone with that cartoon Russian accent... Yeah, anyone with that cartoon Russian accent is going to sound dumb. Well, we got. I got to talk about that in a little bit uh, uh, when we start. When we break down the Russian team, like uh, uh, I got some thoughts. But so GI Joe decides the best thing we need to do here is because we figured out the aliens are attacking. There's two ships. One is attacking American stuff. One is attacking Russian stuff. Mm-hmm. Obviously, and, and immediately GI Joe and, and, and the Russians always think like, oh, the Russians must be doing this. And like, then why are they destroying their own stuff? Yeah, they don't. It's no, false no. flag operation. Thanks, but, Alex Jones. I think, <laughs> but but Duke. 
Duke knows it's not them. That's why he's like, oh, let's take a sub. Let's just go there and talk to them. But also pick up a phone. Yeah, give them a call. That I do not understand Why do you need to all? invade their he, base? He's like, why he's would like, you even... hey, here's what we're going to do. We're going to sneak in there with guns drawn, but we're going in as friends. Yeah. Right. You, you know what you don't do to the people who don't trust you? Break into their house. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, literally all he had to do was be like, hey, uh, government higher up, president, because they're G.I. Joe and they have access to everyone. Can you just give... Putin a call or whoever over there. I don't think it was no, Putin no, no. back in '85. <laughs> no, I believe that was Gorbachev. P- Putin's dad. <laughs> no, 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 dad. Putin's <laughs> That's how that works. Uh, no, no, no. What they? No, Kim Jong Putin. I definitely get that they didn't want to go through the bureaucracy. They wanted to talk directly to the October Guard because That's fine. they're yeah. their counterparts. Oh, I get yep. it. I get it. All you mm-hmm. do is you show up and you knock on the goddamn door. You don't have to break in. You don't shoot and yourself over the wall like a fucking carny. <laughs> and this is the question: Is of all the plans armed to get and in, armed. Armed, you shoot yourself up with human cannonball like that's your go-to, Duke. That is the work. That is a work of a man who is brain addled. Yeah, that is the work of a man who needs to wear a helmet all the time. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I just have here, Duke. What the fuck plan is this? I will say, however, though, this is the first of two very interesting, unusual, and uh, I think very nice transitions. The gung ho and the cannon. Uh, Here's uh, what his sentence was. uh, You're not shooting this leatherneck. That transition there, Leatherneck, out of some cannon, we switch over, it's a close-up of his face, switch over to uh, the soft soft head helmet, and now he's inside of a cannon waiting to be shot out. That was pretty pretty great. That was pretty clever. It was pretty great. Uh, so More they break that. in and they get immediately captured and caught. Uh, uh, but first, we see a little a little uh, pan of their rec room. That's right. Mm-hmm. And there's two Russians playing chess yes. because mm-hmm. I feel like that's what a lot of and people the, knew about Russians. And the lady is one of them. And yeah. the lady is wearing mm-hmm. pink because mm-hmm. she is a lady. Yeah, they don't want anyone to get confused. Nope. She, she doesn't speak until the very end of this episode. Mm-hmm. Is the only character that doesn't get to speak. Don't. She does speak eventually, though. Eventually. Also, uh, one more just brief aside here. Uh, a brief helmet aside, why is Gung Ho the only one wearing a helmet? If oh. it's that fucking dangerous, why aren't the rest of them also wearing the same helmets? Maybe he's going through that like uh, baby soft head phase. Uh, why wasn't he wearing a helmet? <laughs> and he's doing that at the age of 35? Yeah, like maybe they're like, ooh, your, your head's still developing, so you need to wear a helmet for a little while. So I have a little bit of background here on the October Guard. I'd like to break down the characters for a moment, if we are allowed. Uh, we have Colonel Brekov, who's the Duke of the team. Oh, by the way... Hottie, he's, oh, he's a he's a, hot, he's a, a hot hotter Russian guy version of, of Duke. He's a okay. hotter Duke. All right, mm-hmm. fair enough. Uh, we have Diana. Uh, she's a Czech sniper and holo- helicopter pilot. The only woman on the original team. She often has to put up with the sexist attitudes of her comrades, mm. such as being forced to do the heavy labor. Oh, they make what? her heavy, lift heavy the labor. Shit. Heavy they labor. make her lift the shit. That ha- ooh. She eventually eventually joins the Joes because her and Dusty like uh, uh, kind of get it on. If you could see that, like, at the end of the episode, her and Dusty were very friendly with each other. Yeah, he yeah. was grabbing her an inappropriate uh, amount. Now you have she, ho- she was into it, though. Uh, <laughs> oh, shit. You have Horror Show, uh, who's probably the most recognizable because he's right. constantly shouting ugly at gung-ho and getting into fights. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Uh, he's from Georgia. Uh, not the state. That would be the country. According to this uh, Wikipedia article, he is, he is killed. What? Oh, he, in, in, he is killed in action in Sierra Gordo, which is apparently from the comics or something. Aww. But uh, in, he does not get killed in the cartoon show, I promise. Yeah, uh, his real name is not Horror Show. It's uh, Stepan Drewski. And oh. voiced by Frank Welker in the cartoon. Uh, that was Frank Welker. I thought I thought his name was something like 
horror show or something like that, that they were like, ha it sounds like horror show. Let's call you horror show. I did not realize that it was just a completely. And then uh, there's the other member, Wong, who's yep. Chinese. Chinese? Yeah, he's. I assume he was Mongolian. Yeah, since he's Chinese Mongolia's Russian. I didn't. He was confusing all across the board. This is the guy I want to talk about because <laughs> he wears a he wears a blue outfit. He's got a cowboy hat. He speaks mm-hmm. in Western cliches. He is literally the Russian version uh, of, of Quick Kick. Quick Kick. Yeah. Yeah. Except he he's like half Quick Kick, half Wild Bill. Because he, he's all like, yeehaw, lasso. Well, no. He is Quick Kick if Quick Kick only did John Wayne uh, impersonations. But then they pair him with Snake Eyes, which I thought was the most interesting choice. He's probably the one who's the most interesting to listen to because he's so goddamn weird. And they pair him with The Mute, mm-hmm. who can only like thumbs up, okay, or I'm ignoring you. Those are the three things that Snake Eyes is going to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, so anyway, G.I. Joe fights. And then he says after he... They break in, guns drawn, get into a fight with the Russians, and then Duke's first statement is, we came in peace. Yeah. Which is... Is there anything more American than that? <laughs> uh, now, they decide, we're going to mix the teams together. I don't really understand why they're doing this, but they said half American, half Russian. I think it's to make sure that no one is up to shady business. Yeah, Maybe, yeah. Maybe it's like, we can't really trust you, so let's work with you. Maybe we can get some camaraderie. And In 1985, we were not doing this with the Russians. This, to me, was super, super cool. What you're saying is that G.I. Joe is basically the... Uh the Star Trek of its time. Yes, the, this uh, is 100 where I'm going with this, Chan. Thank you the, for putting the dots together. The David Hasselhoff of its time. David Hasselhoff was more Germany, though, wasn't he? Like, uh, I mean, he was he was an American star who Germans also loved. True. Oh, right, we're talking about Russians. Never we're talking mind. about Russians. Russia, Russia, never mind. Ger- Russia, Germany, World War II, also World War One. Russia, Cold War. But then Cold we let uh, David Hasselhoff play Nick Fury, agent of Shield, mm-hmm. and that had to translate somewhere in Europe, right? I. Maybe I'm, no, I'm just gonna say flat out no. Okay, well then, moving on. No. Uh, the aliens have a broadcast right here where they talk about they're going to uh, uh, blow up San Francisco and Vladivostok, mm-hmm. two you know middle high end American and Russian cities right sure. there. <laughs> and I immediately noticed the milk in the foreground yep. of the yep. shop. That was a little weird. All caps. I, yeah. I wrote Chekhov's milk Chekhov. because obviously this is going to come into play at some point. Somebody's going to shoot milk in somebody's face. <laughs> well, what kills me at the end of the episode is it's revealed only Snake Eyes noticed the milk. Yeah, no yeah. other member of the Joe team on that giant screen noticed the the quarter of the screen being taken up by a jug of milk. Like imme- immediately after the broadcast, they're saying the president is taking the alien threat seriously. I'm like, for reals? Why? You just jumping straight to the president not noticing the glass of milk? <laughs> like I also, uh, uh, you know, here's the thing. He could still be an alien that just likes earth milk. Why can't he like and milk? And drinks it through a straw. Yeah, yeah. Maybe he if has I, like mucus to, slime and he gets it thing. all over the container and needs a straw. If I went okay. to a weird foreign planet mm-hmm. and they were like, hey, here's a drink. It's definitely not going to kill you. It's like it's one of the good things on our planet. And I drank it and it was delicious. I'd be like, oh, yeah, give me a straw. I'm going to drink this foreign milk, bitch. I'm into it. Yeah. Milk, it does a body good. Got milk? It Who's going to be giving him the milk? It wouldn't automatically... I wouldn't automatically assume, oh, this can't be a real alien because of milk. <laughs> uh, no. Uh, but there was a human hand there, apparently, also, too. Also, hold on. They, they retconned in. Can we... Can I, 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 I want to know, uh, what, more important to me is, uh, have, have we known uh, previous to this that Zartan is into milk? No. Zartan really doesn't drink milk on the reg. 
This is just sort of a thing they needed to have. They needed something very specifically Earth, and a jug of milk with a straw in it is about what they came up with. Okay. If it was me, I mean, obviously, if I was writing it today, it would have been like a big old thing of Jack Daniels or something like that. <laughs> yeah. Alien locks to get fucked up. Like, like if it was just water, would they be like, oh, that's definitely an alien. Aliens don't drink water. No, because science tells us that aliens can't drink water. <laughs> yeah, thank you. That's true. Milk, that, however, is totally different. Uh-huh. And how about, so we cut to the scene where, uh, for whatever reason, the uh, Wong and Snake Eyes are now hang gliding off the extensive Enterprises building. Right. Which yep. is a little strange. <sighs> there are Cobra uh, soldiers on the en- uh, Extensive Enterprises roof. Yes. Why are we still not making the connection that they have Cannot anything prosecute. to do with Extensive Enterprises? Too big to fail, Chan. Uh, HSBC, too big to fail. I like that the aliens want to destroy San Francisco first. Why Why is that, Gina? Do you have something against San Francisco? I feel like it's a good choice. Wow, I feel do, like... you hate, do you hate gay people? <laughs> wow. What's going on here, Gina? Gina, is something you want to tell us? I feel like if I, if I, if I was an alien... You'd hate gay people? Yeah, yeah, I wow. hate gay people. Yeah, <laughs> first and foremost, um, drink milk. I feel like hate I would be like, oh, okay. I would either de- I'm either gonna destroy like because here's the thing, the, the South is pretty annoying, but in terms of concentration of people, you're not gonna get your biggest bang for your buck if you're destroying. Some, you actually, someone in that the is South. gonna be a huge bang for your buck. Really? Uh, in terms of population density, they're probably only second to uh, New York in the United States. Oh, because I was gonna say I would probably destroy New York because lots of people. Most annoying place in the country. You know, 1985. But then I forgot that I hate the South. 1985 San Francisco may be different than 2016 San Francisco because you just kill a bunch of hipsters now and you'd almost be doing the world a favor. That's why. That's what I'm saying. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I was thinking. I was thinking, oh, these are going to be a bunch of like wealthy asshole couples who recycle their own poo and hates anyone who doesn't recycle their own poo. Poo. <laughs> No, if you got rid of those people, I'd be on board. I'd be like, you know what? Yeah. I'm on Team Alien yeah, for this one. Yeah, Thank that's, you. That's why I was like, oh, good choice, aliens. <laughs> How about the Crimson Twins just appear and then immediately uh, uh, they're just like, hey, weren't you abducted by the aliens? And then, Chan, do you have a sound poll for me? Just a flippant way they say this. We cut a deal with the alien. Yeah, don't worry about that. We cut I, a deal with the aliens. That's I what we do. Yeah. I think uh, I think um, it happened right before they got probed. Like the, <laughs> yeah. the aliens were like, we're going to stick this up your butt. And they were like, wait, wait, we want a deal. Here's the deal. <laughs> Obviously, you're going to work with us on this. Yeah. <laughs> we can we can work you out some stuff here. You 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 abducted the right twins. Let me just tell you right now. I would argue we'll... that they waited until after the probe. <laughs> um, you know what I see it your way. Yeah. Uh, do we have Good any point. sound polls of any of the things Wong was shouting as they were going off the building? Because he did not want to hang glide. Oh. And Snake Eyes like forces him to. And he's like shouting John Wayneisms like right and yeah. left. Yeah. Was, yeah. I, I like that they put the really talkative guy with Snake Eyes. Uh, Otherwise, it would have been annoying. Here also is the uh, um, uh, the second transition. Uh, get ready to uh, uh, stand by. Be ready to jump. Mm-hmm. Um, to jump in any direction. Jump over this ear. We switch from. Uh, yep. He meant jump in a figurative sense, and yet Wong and Snake Eyes are jumping in the literal sense of the word. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, so the first thing he says is. Holy jump in Jehoshaphat. Holy jump in Jehoshaphat. Mm-hmm. Not bad, not mm-hmm. bad. I'll go with that. Uh, then there's. Uh... Tarnation! <laughs> like. I mean, they are all like Western things. It's all stuff he pulled from spaghetti, Clint uh-huh. Eastwood westerns. Ah, uh, takes a heap, pard. Oh I just, God. I love this guy. He's so confusing. <laughs> Everything about this guy is confusing. It's mm-hmm, just, mm-hmm. let's take every aspect of him and make them all totally different. He is by far the friendliest of the Russians so far. Sure. Oh my gosh, he loves Western culture. He wears a freaking cowboy hat yeah. all the time in Siberia. 
mm-hmm. where I assume that's where the base was. Yeah. And he freaking cowboy hat and carries a lasso like Indiana Jones. <laughs> I love Wong. I want to be this man. He's no human being on the planet is having more fun than this guy right Wong here. Wong is right. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Hashtag Wong is right. Uh, so he says uh, the Crimson Twins say we're getting fresh specimens, and it's revealed that uh, they abduct, they abduct Snake Eyes, they abduct Wong. Cool. At which point, and this is just an amazing thing for me here, because the alien walks out and he says, "You know, I've got you guys, your fresh specimens. Hold on a sec, let me take off my mask. Hold on, <laughs> before we even get to that, yes. they uh, they they capture these people. Yes, they uh, they strip them of the, they strip them of their weapons. Yes, they do. And uh, poor Snake Eyes is left completely weaponless." Except for his grenades and katana, which is <laughs> you apparently that not, not anything that's a concern. Uh, what, what is Snake Eyes going to do with grenades or a katana, please? He's known as one of the least dangerous of all the Joes. True enough. <laughs> but then the alien takes off his mask to reveal that he was the Arab guy from the Oasis. What a shock. And then immediately takes it off again to reveal that it's Zartan. Has he been under two masks for no good reason <laughs> his, the whole time? His face has lost five pounds in sweat. He I is swear to God. the laziest disguise guy. In what? the world. I mean, unless he went back there because he was like, okay, they're going to really freak out when I. Re- hold on. Hold, can you give me two minutes? I got to put this first disguise on so I can put the other disguise on. I'm yeah. really, like, I really. I got him twice and I never get him ever. So I, yeah. I got to take advantage of hold this. Hold on. I am going to rip off the uh, the alien face, revealing the camel jockey, ripping off to reveal Zartan, then ripping that off to show Cobra Commander, and then boom, back to Zartan, like, hey, gotcha. 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 I feel like uh, when he ordered that uh, alien mask from Amazon, he had to get an extra size larger because he's like, oh, shit, wait. Okay, so it's going to be over this mask. So I got to get it. And normally my head is a large, but I'm going to get an like, extra large. This is like the guy on your softball team who's terrible and like makes all the errors and strikes out all the time, but gets that one crucial home run when nobody thought it was coming. Mm-hmm. And then like for the next five to seven years, they're always bringing up that one home run, just reminding you of it. Mm-hmm. This is Zartan in this moment being like, hey, remember that time I, I, I totally tricked everybody? Not once, but twice. Yeah. Huh? He, uh-huh. is yeah. he is showboating. Oh, yeah. He is showboating. Love it. Uh, so the plan, we get to reveal the plan finally. The plan was... To blow up the Kremlin and blow up Washington, D.C. Mm-hmm. All this no, effort. No, no, the plan was to take them over. Oh, I'm sorry. Take them over. So we can get all of the secrets. And in the height of the Cold and, War. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, but, like, that's this is a really convoluted way to go. Once again, Cobra Commander should have stopped one step before. Mm-hmm. He has working UFOs. Yeah. He could have totally. Yeah. crazy yes. powerful tractor yes. beams. Yeah. And that, like, whatever that gun is that incapacitates people and then moves them. It's pretty good, too. Yeah. That I was like, that's tractor. the most use- useful gun that they own. You know, mm-hmm. that's from Destro right there, right? Like, that yeah. Destro's oh, yeah. like, yeah, mm-hmm. that's my contribution. But also, he's like, I'm going, to gi- I'm going to give you this technology, and I know that you're going to fuck this up. Yes, he does. Yes, he does. Just take it, and I don't even want to be a part of this. Don't even this put my name my... on the brand. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when it gets captured by Joe's, I don't want them to know it came from me. <laughs> uh, yeah. It's, again, Cobra Commander, a little, you know, I, they, do we create the watchman here? Of blaming the aliens for like a uh, uh, cataclysmic thing, yeah. And, like there's sure. there's a little bit of that I saw in here, which would actually be bad for Cobra because that like it, it unites the world. Yeah, you don't want that. Yeah, now that I think about it out loud. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, well, the- snake, thankfully, it's all it's all moot point because Snake Eyes gets over. He gets Zartan to shoot his restrainings free. Zartan and- was just about to shoot him in the face. By yep. the way, yeah, and well, no, that's the thing is that he was uh, uh, he was about to shoot him, and then. He could he could have done this at any point because 
nothing happened. He just busted out of his restraints. Yeah. Yes. Well, he could have no, busted he, out at any point. He busted he out of the restraints. His... He kicked Zartan and the gun shot the restraint off. Oh, what? Is it that was what all, That was the plan. I don't think that Absolutely was Absolutely, that was the plan. All. Yeah. I, I saw don't... his legs kick up. His legs kick up as he's shooting. The gun goes off and it shoots the restraints, thus allowing him to backflip off, up, off the table. Uh, wow. We would have to go to the tape for that. I think we'd have to do a, uh, a Han shot first sort of breakdown. We have to do a little Zapruder film on this one. I don't think what you're saying is what happened I'm at all. I'm telling you right now. In any case, while you're looking that up, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll progress the plot. <laughs> As Wong says, hey, uh, go to D.C. Now, my question here is, were there no guards in, at the White House at all? Because apparently it's completely undefended by Literally anyone. Literally every single military person <laughs> in the United States of America is, is in San Francisco. San Francisco. So that's why Duke, Gung Ho, and I think Barbecue need to defend the White House from an entire Cobra team mm-hmm. just by themselves yep. mm-hmm. until like two Sky Strikers show up. Mm-hmm. Like a good job, Cobra. It shouldn't have waited. Should have just gone. Like, what are you yeah. waiting on? I mean, like, I don't know. That was a little bit strange to me. Uh, I do appreciate all the trouble bubbles, like under the tents, just outside the White House. How do they get those trouble bubbles there in the first place? I ask you, just under a tent on a on a on a, on a trailer. Yeah, why not? Again, I guess if there's no security of any kind at the White House. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, all right, We've, I've, I've pulled up the tape. Yes, and uh, we're about to. You want to watch it right now? Okay. Woods. Trigger shot. Pull yes, indeed he shot at the same time as the laser was fired. Uh, so apparently Zartan was aiming at the the band the restraining bands. Well, I think he got knocked out of place, so he's shooting. See, he's kicking up, which means the gun would have had to sh- go oh, move point. up. He was shooting he was shoot him in the leg. He first. was shooting him in the nuts. Oh, oh he was man. aiming for. His Do you appreciate balls. the irony of Zartan asking Snake Eyes if he has any last words? I just got that just now, and that's wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's no, kind of fantastic. That went by me too. Um, do you oh, have a, yeah, I didn't get that. Do you have a sound poll for me? One of the trouble bubbles gets blown up, and the scream is one of the most mighty screams we've heard in any GI Joe. There's an actor working. There's an actor milking it right there. Chekhov's milking it right wow. there. Uh, maybe Let's it's see. it's 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 right during the Battle of the White House, right before. Uh... <laughs> that was it right there. That's a guy working it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I appreciated that man. I appreciated that man's work. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that man was uh, trying to get his own Wilhelm scream. Uh, I love the Wilhelm scream, just for the record. If you guys don't know what that is, Wikipedia, it's wonderful. Uh, so the Russians, Horace Show saves Gung Ho, who falls through the roof, Aww. and he's burning, and he's like, he'll be roasted alive. And then Horace Show, it was revealed at the end of the day, not a bad guy. Yeah. It's a good guy. I didn't think he was a bad guy. He just called a dude ugly and then got beaten up. You know, there is some sort of uh, nationalism on the Russian side as well. Mm-hmm. I mean, you have to make fun of the Americans when you're near them. It's sort of just like what you do, mm-hmm. to quote Robert Chan. And so calling him ugly, he doesn't mean anything by it. He's yep. like, he's going to needle him. I'll fight him. But it's like, you know, at the end of the day, we're all just dudes. Yeah. And I think that's kind of cool. And uh, then uh, we, we... Except for the chick who now gets to talk for the first time in the episode. She gets to talk for the first time in the episode. Is it a Bechtel test pass because she's talking with Dusty? Nope. That does not count. <laughs> uh, Dusty's hot for her. And I'm like, dude, Dusty, like, in the last few episodes from the traitor of, like, the waitress hitting on him, yeah. I think it's turning around for old Dusty. Yeah. 
Which is a lesson that every boy needs to le- learn, that if you just stick with it and hit on as many women as possible. If you just make as many women uncomfortable as, possi- uh, as possible, a hot Russian one will finally yeah. be a single in your Eventually area. Eventually a hot Russian will be into it. <laughs> it helps if you are also a refrigerator repairman. <laughs> That's, you know, those are the, the marketable skills mm-hmm. that women like. She says Yo Joe too. Yo, she no, she say, does Joseph, not. Yo Joseph, what does she say, Chan? Oh yeah. Yo Joseph. Yo Joseph. I like that she's proper about it. That's pretty great. Me too. That's like I Joseph like Stalin, that. I assume. Mm. Yeah. That's what she's talking about. Yeah. And then we get one of the coolest things: the UFO dogfight that happens. Mm-hmm. Just straight up. And my that favorite thing great. is one UFO blows up the other UFO, and the Joes are all cheering. How do they know that that was the right one? That is a good question. <laughs> They didn't really establish whether they were in the green one or the purple one. Mm-mm. So when one UFO crashes the other, everybody's like, yeah, Snake Eyes did it. And I'm like, uh, we don't know Snake Eyes didn't just die. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and um, uh, it, there's the Wilhelm scream right there. Yeah, I just. You just found it right there? <laughs> Quick history lesson. The Wilhelm scream was from a movie from like the 1920s or something, and it's been used in over 50... 1951. 1951, excuse me. And it's been used in like 50 to 100 uh, different... Including Star Wars. Uh, and it's like from sound editors and the people who mix these things, they find an excuse to use the Wilhelm scream in many movies that you love mm-hmm. as a little like little inside joke that's been going on in Hollywood for 65 years now. I often... It's uh, awesome. In my head... Every time we uh, do this podcast. And race. Ah! <laughs> Pretty much. I'll take it. I'll take it. Uh, and so we have, a, a, that's the end of the episode. Russia and the U.S. are now working together. We're friends with the October Guard. Uh, and maybe one I more do... sound poll, the laugh at the end, because it gets uh, a little. This crazy. is exactly what I was about to yes. uh, uh, say. <laughs> that's a lot of laughter. <laughs> but then Jung Ho joins in. He's pissed, but then he's happy. Uh, it's... Uh, that's really, again, working it. Yeah. Oh, hold on. You're a dumb Russian bear. <laughs> we're not done yet. No, we're not. <laughs> Ugly. <laughs> Still going. I, I can hear the Megatron yep. in that Russian voice now, also, <laughs> for the record. Yeah. Yeah, but that c- combined with the super, super close-up of his face. Yes. Very disturbing. Oh, I I was excited. I, I picture him doing that laugh and then stopping abruptly and saying, oh, you just wait. Because <laughs> they do say new Pagoni. Yep. This is the big cheer at the end of, mm-hmm. oh, you just wait. It's coming. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this dick. <laughs> what? I don't know. Ray. I just wanted to say that out loud because I'm embarrassing. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Do you ever have that? You just you think about the, like the worst possible thing you could say, and then you just say it anyway, just because, just because you can, and because you're awful. No, I'm the only one that has these urges. <laughs> <laughs> well, guys, that'll do it for this week's Knowing Us After the Podcast. Um, uh, thanks for listening uh, for the last time that I, I've disturbed you all, and you're all gone now. I think you guys out there in, in, in radio podcast land know what I'm talking about. You think of something <laughs> awful that you should never say. You get a little giggle on the inside, and then sometimes you say it just because you know it's so wildly inappropriate. I mean, this is how I live my life at all times. Okay, thank you. Making me feel weird about it. <laughs> thanks, Gina. You get me. <laughs> Gracious. In any case, uh, do you guys have any big shows coming up anytime? Anything you want to plug? Um Nah. 
No, we're good. So let's just do some contact information. Uh, here we are. Uh, you should go ahead and visit us up at facebook.com slash knowing is half the podcast. Or on Twitter, we're at G.I. Joe Podcast. Go on iTunes. Give us a five-star review. One-star review. Uh, I haven't actually checked in the last couple of weeks. Maybe we have enough to release the Cringer episode. That'd be nice. What was our deal? Oh, uh, and then I'll dress up like the Baroness. You'll dress up like the Baroness if we can get even more. If, if and then, I think it was 50 was the threshold. Yeah, and then uh, at 50... Uh, uh, Channel dress up as Dr. Mindbender. Yes. And take lots yes. of pictures, copious pictures. <laughs> uh, do you guys like the new logo? I love the new logo. I Chang love it. got that made for I us love it. on yeah. Fiverr. Uh, just a little yeah. shout out to Fiverr, man. I-, I love it. If you guys like it, love it. Mm. Tell us what you think. We love oh, it. Yeah. Shoot, I forgot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Science Tricks Podcast. Uh, also, Dave uh, made a, a, a a pilot for like yes, a possible like science show. Uh, go check that out on uh, on. Uh, so check out Science Jerks on Facebook, and they'll mm-hmm. have all that stuff on there for you. Mm-hmm. If you like sports and you like talking about video games, there's the Raisin Brent show. I'll go ahead and plug it. It's a oh, hey. uh, Facebook.com slash Ray Brent Podcast. I do it with a guy named Brent, and we talk about sports and video games and TV and Game of Thrones, and it's Ooh. a fun time to be had for all. Uh, otherwise, on Twitter individually, you can hit me up. I am at Almighty Ray. At 999 RPMs. I'm at Gina Ippy. And uh, come on back on Wednesday. We'll be, we'll be wrapping up the Invaders. And we're getting to, guys, next week is the Cold Slither episode. You guys don't know, Cold Slither is one of the main, iconic, crazy fucking episodes of G.I. Joe. And we're finally there. Uh, maybe we even try to get a guest for this one. This is one that people want to talk about. So be ready. Cold Slither next Friday. Until then, I say good night now. Uh, oh, oh, also, oh! Anything uh, else? Yeah, uh, I don't say good night now. I say welcome <laughs> back, Chan. Uh, this is for Andy Costello. Thank you very much, Psycho Andy on Twitter. Uh, hashtag Zartan is half the podcast. Thank you, Andy. Good night, everybody. eyes on the road got something for you take a listen to this in the newest pokemon they have score bunny which is a starter what yes score score bunny so it's, it's a fire bunny that plays soccer he kicks balls he scores great score like scorch i think yeah oh i get it like goal like score <laughs> rad there's score bunny who uses his mad soccer skills to steal, I think, like, donuts or something like that. How does he use his soccer skills to steal donuts? He kicks it. Oh, yummy. The best part is, though, Scorebunny wants to go and follow Ash and go on big adventures. But oh, my Ash God. Is like, Ash is still the main character of the f- anime? Yes. Where have you been? Yeah. So Ash is like, I'm getting on the train. I'm leaving, Scorebunny. And Scorebunny's like... Is it because like, he's 80 years old? That's why he sounds like that? <laughs> Nothing makes donuts taste better than a foot coming in contact with them. <laughs> if you like what you heard and love co-op with your friends, check out Gaming Together, a cooperative podcast. That's Gaming Together, a cooperative podcast. 